to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, um, welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Um, this time, of course, we are live for the preview show, which is, of course, episode two of this particular um, feature. We're joined this evening by, of course, Callum and um, Wickham fan George. Um, George has come on from um, Wickham Way, so thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, always a pleasure to, to come on and, and talk about Wickham. Excellent. No, we're really looking forward to it. Um, before we get going as well, I'd just like to obviously remind people to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, really means a lot to us. Obviously, if you can tell us a little bit about kind of what you think of the uh, the new preview shows, um, and obviously tell your mates as well if you if you wouldn't mind, it goes a long way. So thanks very much for that. Um, obviously, with that in mind tonight, obviously as, as much uh, chat as much questions, we'll do our best to kind of preview and, and, and chat about them as we go on. But yeah, let's get into as Ben would say, the good stuff. So, um, going in tomorrow, into tomorrow then, I'll start with you, Callum, if you wouldn't mind. Um, obviously, from a tactical standpoint, uh, what are you expecting from uh, Wickham tomorrow? What do you see as uh, our main challenges when it comes to the fellow Wanderers? Well, the key things I've, I've picked out from uh, just looking back at the, the game so far and the stats, is that they've scored eight set-piece goals as well. So, that seems to be a big, big strength for theirs. But they've only scored eight open play goals, so maybe there's a bit of an imbalance there but uh they also don't like to they don't have a lot of the ball well they do but 43.7 percent on average so far this season i mean it's not it's not loads what do you what do you think george about that because uh from what we've seen that you like to play a bit but having less position it's uh, it's interesting uh we, we've certainly got more of the ball now than we might have done under rainsworth in recent years and um, i think we're still in that sort of transition from a, a sort of a long ball direct team to someone you know, a team who's going to sort of pass it around a bit more and try to work the space in that sense and um, you know it, it the football is better to watch um, you know it's getting bums off seats a bit more than a Nainsworth style of play might have done um but i think it's fair to say that you know we're still not controlling games in that in that way that you might do with um, your possession stats um but it, it's certainly not like we were 3 or 4 years ago but it's just a, a long ball up to to and Fenwa. It's now very much, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot more passing going on, but it's more effective passing rather than sort of your teams that pass it around the back for the sake of it and sort of don't do much with it. Yeah, yeah I'd, 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 sorry, I was going to say, I'd seen a, a noticeable, am I right, is there a noticeable change in formation for you guys to a 4-2-3-1? Is that something that uh, Matt... Uh, Bloomfield, obviously, your your manager, has, that, has he introduced that himself? Uh, so we've moved to a, a five-back uh, now. And okay. um, I, I think what it is, is if you go onto like a, a sofa score or another sort of statistics app, um, yeah. where we're playing Luke Lee, he is a centre-back. They probably programmed to have him in the midfield. Right. Um, so we're playing Luke Lee here at centre-back, uh, left centre-back, um, which sort of allows uh, the wing backs to sort of bomb up and down the same way that that you might uh, line out, um, yeah. and sort of we've had uh, recent weeks uh, sort of three up top, uh, Brandon Hannon and Dale Taylor very high up, 
um, with Killian Phillips sort of in that attacking midfield role. Um, so it's it's a formation that we're not sort of used to over the past sort of few years. Um, but I think we're sort of starting to to see the the, the fruit bearing itself um, with what Bloomfield is trying to do now. Has, has that been a pure tactical thing, that George? Or has, has he brought in players to suit that style? Or did you already have them there and you didn't realise it? No, so, so he tried to do it last season when he first came in, um, obviously yeah. after Ainsworth departed, uh, and it just didn't work. Uh, you know, I think under Bloomfield, uh, back in the last campaign, we won four out of 11 games. Right. And, you know, there were a lot of question marks whether the, the club made the right choice. Um, you know, I hold my hand that Bloomfield was the safe choice. Um, but whether he was going to be the right choice long term uh, was going to depend on the, the summer transfer window. Um, yeah. We had a really successful summer transfer window. Uh, you know, he brought in really good players to sort of play that five at the back uh, style of play. Um, and like I said, we, we're now sort of starting to see what a, you know, that sort of team can do. We're, we're picking up results and putting in some really strong performances. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's why the, the average point um, per, per game kind of return from... Uh, Bloomfield is, I think, one point three three. I'd seen. Obviously, he got off to a bit of a stick, a bit of a sticky start. I, I, I assume with that. Yeah, I mean, when Ainsworth departed, we were on a, I think, a, a six-game winning one. Um, I think one of them was against you at our place back in February or January last year, um, and so that the timing of it sort of kicked us in the teeth a little bit, um, and we were hoping that Bloomfield was going to come in and sort of just carry on that momentum. Um, you know, rightly or wrongly, he tried to implement certain things maybe a bit too quickly. Yeah, um, with, with a squad that wasn't able to do so. Um, but you know, yeah, like I say, a, a really strong transfer window. Um, you know, he's he stuck to what he wanted to do last season, brought in the players to do it, and and it's going really well. Yeah, because he's rel- he's a relatively well, he is a young man. There's not relatively about it. He's only thirty nine years old, isn't he? So he's quite a young manager in, in that respect, and so obviously he's going to be. You know, learning his trade a little bit as well. I'm, I'm presuming. Yeah, I and mean, he went to he went up to Colchester for a few months. Um, you know, probably not as long as he was expecting to go out there for. Um, yeah. You know, by all accounts, we believe that there was a clause in that contract um, that is, if Angel was to move on, then it would have made it easier for us to bring him in as our manager. Yeah. Um, and so the, the process was really quick. You know, it happened in sort of two days. Angel was out, Bloomfield was in. So there was no sort of headache coming from that. The transition was smooth. It was quick, um, which allowed us to sort of move on easily. Um, it's just a shame that last season, the, um, you know, the momentum didn't really carry on from what Ainsworth was doing. Um, but like I said, you know, he, he's learning quickly. Um, you know, he's really sort of dynamic uh, during games, uh, making subs that even Ainsworth might not have done. Um, and, you know, I think our, our league position at the minute with the, with the squad we've had and some of the games we've played, is uh, it, it shows. Yeah, obviously we we we're, we're always interested to learn a little bit more about kind of the opposition and you know from the outside looking in. Obviously, Gareth Ainsworth is a was a mainstay, weren't he, at, at your place? And you, you always you know looked at Wickham and automatically think thought of uh, Gareth Ainsworth. And we've had we've had a question from uh, Leslie Davis, and obviously I'm, I'm sure you can see that popping up on your screen any, any seconds. Uh, she said, "Do you miss Ainsworth? And uh, what are your thoughts on?" His poor start at, at Queen's Park Rangers. <laughs> uh, it, it's a tricky one. Um, you know, if, it's easy to say that if performances and results weren't going so well here, then we'd look back and sort of say that, you know, we, we miss him and we'd rather have him back. Um, but I think that the, the, the football that Bloomfield is trying to play is sort of quality-wise, it's, it's head and shoulders above what Ainsworth was doing. 
You know, yeah. he, was, he was a really sort of good tactician. Um, you know, he approached each game differently, really a, a effective style of football, but it wasn't pleasing on the eye. Um, mm. I think he's gone to QPR, where on paper there's a really, really strong squad, you know, really technically gifted squad, a, a lot of flair in there. And I think it's just a case if he doesn't know how to use those sort of players, you know, he, uh, for years at Wickham, he, he built a squad of hard workers, real grafters, who were going to put in 110% of him every week. That you know that the squad we had would run through brick walls for him. Um, you know it was never pretty, uh, but it got results. Um, and so, do I miss him? No, in the sort of football sense, you know, mm. fantastic bloke. Well, from, a purist, from a purist perspective, you don't you yeah. don't miss him, yeah. No, I mean you know QPR fans are you know they're, they're rightly frustrated because there's a there's a squad at Loftus Road who, who should be further up in the table than they are. Um, but the football just it wasn't pretty often enough. You know there was. Those games where we turned on the style and we put in a good performance, but that was sort of once in the blue moon, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, he got results. He, you know, he did he did the hard work, um, but it wasn't pretty to watch. I see. Do you look at obviously the way that you you know you gaffer you knew gaffer should I say is, is trying to play and, and look at the players that you you need to play that kind of style and, and think yes we, we we're playing better football, but we're, we're more likely to, from a with all due respect, the club of Wickham size to get back up the leagues, playing a direct style than, than an open and expansive style. Does that concern you? Maybe that you you, you might be in in the, the doldrums, as we call it, of League One for for, for too long for for what you, you've been used to in recent times. Uh, I, I think under Ainsworth, another thing we were we were hard to beat. Um, right, you know, yeah. just because of that defensive resilience. You know, some of the players we had. Uh, you know, they, they put their bodies on the line week in, week out, and it made us really difficult to break down. Um, we've already seen on occasions this season that sort of our defence could be breached fairly easily. Um, so I think there's a little bit less defensive stability there. Um, and, you know, when you're sort of trying to play out from the back, you're always at risk of a mistake here or there. Um, you know, it's League One. The players aren't, you know, at the top of the game passing out from the back. You know, yeah, we're, we're trying to do it. it. Sometimes it works, but, you know, there is a mistake in there. You know, it happens all the way through the league, even the championship. Um, and so, you know, it like I yeah, it's it's pleasing on the eye. I, I think that given time and sort of the, the squad is trying to build it, you know, we're, we're going to be in the top six or there or thereabouts at the end of this season. Um, and then it's just about going from there, really. I think it's just a case yeah. of continuing using your your stadium as, as such a um, difficult place for people to, to go to. I think that's that's also key in it, really, from, for, again, from the outside looking in. Um so thinking about to jump in there to say because yeah, um, obviously you're with Ainsworth for so long and um trying to play out this uh, it's gonna be a really niche that this but uh so obviously Bolton are quite a possession based team. They've had 113 10 plus passes sequences so far this season. And Wickham have only had twenty eight, right? That's quite a difference. Since you're trying to play and become a more expansive team, do you think that's why you've you've also let it been a bit ropey at the back and you've conceded more goals than you maybe should have? Uh, I think it's certainly a part of it. You know, we're, we're not keeping the ball for keeping its sake. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're still effective in what we do. Um, you know, if, if the long ball up to Sam Vilks is on, then we're, we're going to hit the channels up to him and sort of, you know, mm. let him hold up the ball and, and go from there. And, you know, we're not sort of just passing it around the back until someone closes us down. Um, you know, we're, we're trying that thing where you've sort of got the two players in the box with the goalkeeper and then you go from there. Um, so sort of, I suppose a lot of our sort of defensive passes come from there. 
Um, but if you look back through our games, um, and especially the stats, we've got a very even number of passes in both halves. Um, so there's not sort of like we're passing it around the back and hoofing it forward. Uh, we're working through the defence, getting it over the halfway line and then continuing what we're doing. And, and so we, I think with Ainsworth, there were sort of, it was far lower number of passes in the opposition half. Um, and you mentioned the, the, the 10 plus passing sequences. I think one of the seasons under Ainsworth, it was single figures by Christmas. Um, it, it just wasn't something that we were doing. You know, it was a, a case of get the ball out to the first centre-back and, and go long to Rack and Fenwa. Um, and like I said, as much as it worked, it was painful to watch at times, um, especially when you were coming up against a defence that knew how to deal with that. Um, and so, yeah, going back to your point, it's... I mean, it, I suppose it keeps us more a bit reliable in possession. You know, the turnovers are happening quickly. Um, you know, we're not we're not keeping the ball for long periods of time. Uh, you know, if there's a ball on, we're going to play it, but that often leads you to a to a turnover in possession. And um, you know, when when teams are quick on the counter attack, that's going to punish you. Yeah, I, I'd I'd noticed. Obviously, we're talking about main threats now, uh, George. Going into this, and I noticed that. Sam Vox isn't as much as a, as a mainstay in your starting eleven as he has been in previous years. Um, who should Bolton fans look out for as like kind of Wickham's main threats? Um, obviously, with, with that in mind, uh, I mean, I, I still would say Sam Vox only because it's you know the the, the fits the schedule is building up at this time of year. Um, yeah. So we had a, a tough trip to Peterborough on um, on Tuesday, and he only played five minutes. I assume to keep him fit and bearing to go for this Tuesday. Uh, yeah. So I think Sam Vokes is the obvious one, um, but sort of all, all of our front three, uh, Dale Taylor, Brandon Handen and Killian Phillips um, have hit a rich vein of form in recent weeks um, and sort of the, the defence is, uh, is working well as a unit. I don't think that's changed for the last sort of five game weeks um, and there's no need to change that or the midfield. It's just a case of who's going to play up front um, and if it's Sam Vokes and you know, you, you know what you're going to expect from him. Um, but if it's Dale Taylor and Brandon Handen, then um, you know if if Ian Everett is expected to come against a, a physical team, he's not going to get that. Yeah, I mean, obviously at the moment you guys sit yourselves in eighth position. Um, we've had a we've had a question uh, from David Green. Obviously, it's direct straight straight at you, George. This really. Um, so, are we come justifying the current league position? Oh, I think so. Uh, based on performances alone, you know, there's a, there's been a few sort of odd results in there, especially at the start of the season. You know, we, we started the campaign with 3-0 back-to-back defeats against Exeter and Lincoln. Um, yeah. But, you know, lessons have been learnt from those two defeats and we've, we've sort of really started to put a, a run of form together now. Um, you know, I don't think we're the finished article by a long way. Um, there's still a lot of work to do, especially in front of goal. I don't think we're anywhere near clinical enough. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those ones where there are games where we should have lost uh, and we'd be lower. Um, but on the other hand, there's games where if we take our chances, we're sort of scoring four or five. Um, so I think, you know, mo- most fans at this stage would have bit your hand off to be sat where we are. Um, but I think we could be higher or lower. So I'd say eight is about right. Yeah. You mentioned earlier on in and around the playoffs where you are now. Is that where you envision you you being come what may, so to speak? I'm sat here now. I think yes. Um, I think before a ball had been kicked, we were all just sort of happy with a you know a, a sensible season. 
sort of not going too high, but not in a relegation battle, um, especially with the form that we've sort of closed out last season with. Um, there were sort of whispers that we could be in for a tough season, um, but sort of sitting where we are now with the squad we've got, um, I think anything less than a, a top six finish, um, I think Bloomfield and the boys will be disappointed with that. Yeah, because am I right? I've, do I recall that correct in saying that you finished ninth last season? Is that is that correct? I believe it was ninth after being mm. sort of in and around that playoff picture for such a long time. It, it, a disappointing end to the season, yeah. Yeah. Um, Callum, going to you, mate, are you able to kind of give us an insight into uh, where you, you feel Wickham's uh, weaknesses are? Well, uh, like George said before, at the, um, at the back, they're letting in more goals than they should be. And uh, statistically, they're letting in three more goals than they're expected to all season. Basically, just to explain what that means a bit more, an expected goal is like the quality of chance. So the more XG, obviously, the better the chance. And the closer to one, the better should have been. And so to let in three more than they're expected to at this point in the season isn't great. And uh, may, maybe that is because of like they're trying to focus in more on their in-possession than out-of-possession stuff. Yeah. But um, also, from what I've seen, anyway, I mean, I could be wrong on this. Their pressing seems to be quite a lot better this season because they've actually had eight shot-ending high turnovers. That just means when you win the ball in like the final third of yeah. the while well, the defensive team are playing out, they're actually second in the league for that. So uh, yeah. with Bolton's problems in build-up that they have had in a couple of games, especially against weaker opposition, then uh, that could be a problem against an even better opposition like Wickham. Yeah, what are your thoughts on on that, George? Is that is that, is that accurate? Are you see, obviously, statistics and tactics and, and sorry, it's top tactic, but uh, you know, uh, figures like that are always can never always paint a clearer picture. Is that is that, is that accurate? Would you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to burst your bubble with the XG stat, uh, but on Saturday we conceded straight from a corner, uh, and there was a, a corker from um, uh, Mason Clark in there as well. So I don't know if that's already sort of you know um, coming into play with those stats there. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I don't think the defense has been too strong. I think there's you know there's still question marks over what is our best back five. Um, I think Max Dryjek and Goal. I think st- uh, statistically last season, I think he was the best in the division. Um, I think there's been a few goals this season where he'll be kicking them so we didn't keep them out. Um, and especially with the, the the pressing stat, I think that's certainly something we've seen an improvement in. Um, but you know, respectively to, to Sam Vokes and, and Akin Fenwa, when you compare it to recent years, that they're not pressing forwards, uh, no. they're never going to be pressing forwards. Um, no. And so now we've got a, a younger, more athletic front line, they're able to play that game. Um, yeah. you know, that, that paid off on Saturday uh, and it has paid off for a few weeks now. Um, and so if, if they're playing again, uh, like you say, it, it might cause Bolton some problems. Do you expect yeah, to high of... press against Bolton, or do you think you'll sit off a bit more because, like, they're obviously used to playing high possession system? Uh, it's a tricky one because uh, if you go back to the game at your place last season, very early in the season, I think we went there and tried to press the ball, uh, and you carved us open so often. Um, it was a, a quite tricky watch from the away end. Um, I think every chance you had, you were sort of three pass and you were through on goal, and. Um, and especially against a possession-based team, it's tricky to, to go in and press the ball because if you press too high against a team so good at passing out from the back and in the midfield, it's a case of two, three passes and you're, you're sort of running against the defenders. Um, and so I think Bloomfield will be uh, sort of cautious about that. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see some Vokes down the middle 
uh, with sort of two pacier, younger wingers either side of him. So sort of Sunvils isn't pressing too much, um, mm. but then we're, we're pushing up from the sides. I guess that goes back to what you said before, doesn't it, about the fact that Volk's only got five minutes in, in, in your last game, obviously kind of keeping him for 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 this one. Um, going back to Gareth Ainsworth very, very quickly, um, and I'm sorry to, to keep mentioning him, George, but um, we've, had a, <laughs> we've had a question from uh, Chris, um, which I'm sure you'll find quite amusing. Um, he, he's asked a question, do you still have pre-match pyrotechnics and heavy metal music since Gareth Ames was left? Uh, touch wood. We've not had any fireworks since the departure. Uh, and long may it continue. Uh, I don't understand the obsession with, with fireworks in, in any sort of football match, never mind a, a Tuesday night game against sort of Bolton or, or any other team in League One. Uh, yeah. The heavy metal music seems to have died down as well. I don't, I don't know if the club DJ followed Ames up to QPR, but it's much more mellow now. Uh, sort of a, a very sort of chilled atmosphere before kickoff, um, and so I'm hoping we don't see any fireworks anytime soon. Um, and yeah, sort of the, the heavy metal death blade music seems to have gone as well. Yeah, you um, the, the last time we we obviously rocked up at your place, it was a pretty tight encounter, weren't it? I think it ended one 0 did it back in February. Um, are you expecting a, a similar type of, of, of result tomorrow, either way, or? I'd expect a few more goals, um, only because I mean, the game last season, I think it took a, a real quality strike from Lewis Wing um, from a position he shouldn't have been scoring from. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it was going to finish nil-nil. And like I said, it was a really sort of cagey game. I don't think either side had uh, too many opportunities. Um, but I think this season, you know, although we're not scoring too many goals, that we are getting in the right positions. Um, and it's sort of been a case of a few weeks now. Um, if you ignore the the big one at Fleetwood a few weeks ago, um, that you feel it's just going to click um, in, a, in a certain game, whether that be tomorrow or not, I, I hope I hope so, but I don't know. Um, but you know, everyone knows of um, Bolton's qualities going forward, um, and so if, you know, a Tuesday night game at Adams Park often delivers the goals. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping you know in, in Wickham's favour that some more goals tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to ask. Obviously, you've touched upon our threats. What, what uh, from the outside, from your perspective, looking at looking into this, where do you see uh, Bolton's um, strengths essentially, and where do you think we can we can hurt you tomorrow night, George? Uh, certainly, the attacking wing backs. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed that Randall Williams got on the score sheet uh, last week or the weekend. Sorry, and yeah. um, you know, we know an awful lot about Randall Williams and, and the qualities he's got at wing back. Um, so you know, if he's going to sort of go up against our our younger, more inexperienced wing back, he could have a, an enjoyable evening. Um, and you know, on paper, looking at your strike partnership, um, I mean, I, I assume you're still playing uh, Adebayo and, and Dion Charles up front. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Ad is a real big striker, uh, you know, a physical presence. So we might see sort of Tafazoli come back into the side to deal with him. Uh, and obviously, Dion Charles at this level is, is a very good footballer um, at international level as well um, uh, with Dale Taylor for us. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a strike partnership that is is too good for League One, really. Um, and if they're on it tomorrow, then uh, we could be in trouble. Yeah, it's, it's funny you should men- mention Randall, actually. I th- obviously, I know he played, did he play 20, 30, 30 times himself, something, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, he, he probably played played one of his best games actually the weekend. Um, a goal and assist from from fullback you can't really argue with, can you? Any level. Um, so yeah, it's a good it's a good shout that 
Um, interesting, interesting call. Um, have you got anything anything to add against against that at all, Colm? Um, I mean, I think there's been a couple, like mainly online, like Adeboy Asia this season. He's had a couple of question marks, let's say, because maybe he should have scored goals that he hasn't. But he has, he has scored quite a few goals this season, to be fair to him. I don't think anyone can argue against Dion Charles. It's just, it's just whether he's completely fit or not, obviously. And, yeah. um, and there's a lot of calls for John Daddy Bidvarsen to get back in the team when he's like, but I don't, to be honest, this might upset a few people. I, I can't see him getting anywhere near the team for at least a month or two. I think it's got to be a very slow integration process with him just to make sure he doesn't get injured again. And uh, I think yeah. it will likely be Dion and Vic up front as well. Yeah, and this is the thing, George, as far as Bolton fans are concerned, it's just trying to like figure out who, who is the best partner to play with Dion. Obviously, you're mentioning Vic, and, and he is, you know, he's, he's started the season pretty well in fairness to him, but he's one of them forwards who doesn't necessarily get the credit he deserves because it's not just about putting the ball on the back of the net as a, as a forward. Obviously, there's a lot more to, to that, especially the way we play and what we ex, what, what we expect from our, our attackers. His work, his work rate's fantastic and obviously holds the ball up well and brings others into play and all, all does, does a lot of the dirty stuff for Dion. So we're just trying to find a bit of a middle ground as, as a fan base as to kind of who, who it is that should be playing up top with, with him. So, um, yeah, it's interesting that you, obviously you mentioned that, um, mentioned that. Have you got any uh, injuries coming in into the game tomorrow, George, from Wickham's perspective? Any injury news? Uh, I don't think there's any fresh injuries. Uh, I think we're still without a few long-term absent, uh, absentees, uh, especially in the, the right fullback position. Um, you know, we've been playing a, a young lad, uh, Jasper Pattenden, at right wing back for the last five or six weeks now. Um, you know, it's, it's his first sort of real run of games in professional football and he's done really well. Um, we're still waiting for, for Kane Vincent Young to return to full fitness. Uh, Jack Grimmer and uh, Jason McCarthy are, are out long term, so they're not going to be available. Um, but I think, you know, we've had some good injury news. I think David Wheeler should be back uh, in full contention for tomorrow. Um, but other than that, I think it's a, it's a fully fit Wickham squad. Yeah, just for your insight, just to give you a bit of an idea, we, we're currently missing um, George Johnson through a full season injury centre-half, left side of centre-half. Been a big, big miss for us, to be fair. Um, Carl Dempsey, he's out for tomorrow's game. He's out for another three weeks, roughly. Um, uh, Carlos Mendes Gomez, uh, who is also unavailable tomorrow. He's just coming back from injury. I think he's... Uh, again, going to come a little bit too soon for him. I think he'll be ready for Charlton at the weekend, but you guys will, uh, will, will be able to avoid him, which is probably good news from, from Wickham's perspective because uh, obviously he's a, he's a pretty tricky player at this level. Um, but yeah, obviously we, we, we're a few of the players are coming back from injury. Obviously Rico Santos got some minutes at the weekend and, 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 and a few others are coming back from suspension and stuff. So we're slowly getting there after a bit of a turmoil few weeks. Um, but yeah, it's good to get a bit of an insight, obviously from, from your perspective as to what we, we can expect. Um, some other points to, to reference as well, George. Uh, Wickham have won five times in, in the past six meetings against Bolton. Um, so I'm sure that'll uh, make you and your fans a little bit more comfortable going into tomorrow evening. Um, pretty good record against us, haven't you? Let's be honest. Um, we have got a, a Bolton fan watching tonight in Aberdeen who wanted me to remind you, though, that we're the only only one on the Wanderers. So, yeah, just, just to add to that. But, um, yeah, so, I mean... Have you kind of 
are you thinking about that game tomorrow with that in mind, or are you not too fussed about them previous previous meetings? Uh, I, I think it's important to mention that for any League One side or even League Two side um, with a good record against Bolton, sort of two of those games came in the season where you sort of had a load of seventeen-year-old kids playing. Um, so, so whether we can whether we can really take too much from those, I'm not sure. Um, especially given you came to our place on the first day of that season with fourteen fit players, um, yeah. and we only sort of managed to put two past you. Um, but, but certainly last season, you know, it was a, a, a really mixed bag in the two games against you. Um, the 3-0 defeat at your place um, was sort of borderline humiliating the way you sort of cut us open. Um, and I'm pleased you mentioned there that Carl Dempsey is uh, not available um, yeah. because I think he, especially last season, had a really good game against us. And, yeah. you know, I think our squad is, is far better than it was at that stage last season. Um, but it's still a worry when a player as good as him um, who has played well against in the past, um, you know, could be fit and ready to go, but you know, luckily he's not. Um, yeah, he's um, he's got a back injury, George. Uh, a couple, I think, uh, a broken back has been the the, the term used, but I think it's um, three three weeks, something like that, remaining before he comes comes back. So I think he picked up an injury uh, while whilst we were a bit short of numbers, and I think he kind of like played played through the pain barrier, so to speak. So yeah. Uh, he naturally is a big mess for us because obviously he's such a good player at this level. Um, very much a leader as well for us. Um, so, yeah, big mess, but I'm pretty confident that we've got players back uh, into the frame that can kind of fill that gap. And, and one of um, Callum's favourites is um, young Paris Magoma, who, who's due, who's come back from injury, who's a pretty impressive young lad from Brentford. So we're thinking he, he could very well you know, plug that gap tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Yeah, Callum, um, if I could just ask a question to you. Would uh, based on last game and what you've seen so far this season, and the set piece threat that we know uh, Wickham have now, would you make any changes from last game? Like, would you go with Morley again, or would you pick Paris, or would you pick uh, regards with Geffen? Would you maybe leave him out because he's a bit small and he could be bullied by a big physical striker? And maybe bring Jack Ayrdale back in. Do you think? I think it, it's a good question. I think it'd be an interesting question for me to answer from, from, from George, for George's benefit, really. One thing I'm a little bit concerned about is, is too many changes. Obviously, we've, we've just come back off a, off a victory, albeit a, a tricky second half, but a very comfortable first. And we don't want to change things too much because you obviously need to re kind of find that continuity within the 11. Um, however, with that, with that said, you know, Wickham quite clearly have got, still got a physical aerial threat. And I would be inclined to maybe change um, both fullbacks, um, maybe move Gethin Jones to right wing back. He still offers a little bit of height, resting Cogley, who as good as he's been this season, very good, may I add, George. Um, he's obviously played a lot of minutes and he could do with a bit of a rest. Uh, also, he's just had a little baby as well, which for those who are lucky enough to have kids, <laughs> it can be a testing thing. So obviously a lot of football in a short period of time makes a big difference. And also, I, I may be inclined to, to, to change the left wing back again, uh, although you did mention Randall earlier and he did play well on Saturday. I just think playing Jack Idale at left wing back might give us a little bit more from you know cover from an aerial perspective. And then that will allow um, a, a five of... of, of um, Gethin Jones right wing back, Forrester centre half, um, Rico Santos uh, central of, of, of the three, um, and then Owen Tall left back, left side of centre half, and then left will be ideal. Whether that's too many changes for a defence, probably, uh, but I just think that you know um, them type of changes might help against a good aerial uh, Wick, uh, Wickham side. 
Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. It's just whether then you have enough defensive cover on the bench because you are basically playing all your central defenders. Central. And you're playing you're playing five of them. So very true. Know. Very yeah, true. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean that just about uh, ends it for tonight, then, gents. But obviously, thanks very much for joining us, George. Greatly appreciate your time. Um, wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Uh, apart from when you, of course, play us. <laughs> kind of goes like saying but um yeah thank you very much for for joining us tonight and um yeah we'll, we'll know that catch up with you pretty soon yeah no thank you for having me on uh, and, and safe journey to to all the the traveling wanderers making a trip down from uh from Belton tomorrow night thank you very much look after yourself josh thank you cheers thank you bye